Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Honda Classic. It's storylines, it's best bets, it's our one-and-done picks. And joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, what's up? You never introduced me first. I was I was, I was, was uh, caught off guard there. That is very, very... That's uh, a great observation. We'll get back to that in a second. Mark Immelman is here. Mark, good to see you. Hey, boys. What's going on with you lot? Uh, we're hanging in and the coach is here and coach. I'm actually a bit surprised you were here because of something that happened last week and Jacob run the tape <laughs> cash money here. Mark. It's a big post. You got to go for it. But, but why don't you save him for somewhere that is guaranteed money? Like another world golf championships event or the toy championship. The guy kills it over there and he's going to be but, there. But the, the problem with guaranteed money is everybody's guaranteed money at those events, right? Yeah. So it's like, I feel best. some of us are burning selections all of the time. So you're going to get to the end of the season with nothing in your holster. Yeah, absolutely. I'd rather than get there with five studs left for sure. <laughs> That I haven't you spent. Know, so he was he was my other choice. What I'm gonna hate is if JT wins this week, I will not come on the show next week. Because he was <laughs> that was like it came down to those two. And I'll be irate if he comes in for Rick and he doesn't come in for me. Oh, I I'll irate. be very happy. I'll be very happy if he comes in and wins this. I know you me. will. <laughs> let, let me let me be very, very clear that <laughs> Can I talk, Kyle? <laughs> now, I was not going to come on the show today until I got a call about 45 minutes ago from the, what we like, I'm sure Mark would call the Ivory Tower. And they said, when you're on the schedule, coach, you got to do the show. You don't want to do the show? Maybe your check doesn't show up. <laughs> so there is one reason and one reason only I'm on the show today, and that is to get paid. But, <laughs> but I will take it like a man and whatever glow do you decide to do, I will take it. And I just took a cash ticket on your 18 to one. You gave on my show Saturday straight to the pay window. So I, I still got two grand out of it. Just see, that's how long I had to stay on the show. They said two minutes and you can get off. So <laughs> what's up boys. It's great to be back this week. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, hey Rick, uh, you're still in the, it's still a victory march that you're taking. Is this another lap around the, uh, the track? <laughs> yeah. I got until at least Thursday morning to uh, keep making my victory laps around here. I, well, let's, I, well, I, let's, I have to, sorry, Carl. I have to admit that if shame on me, and coach, obviously. But it occurred to me, again, I keep on forgetting this is a money thing, all right? Because you know me, I'm old school and I go for FedEx Cup points. And it occurs to me now, after looking at the whole thing, <laughs> the first championship the entire season. Like, good on you, bro. That was a good call. Oh, you know what that two two point seven million would have done for me? You know how Mark talks trash to me every week when he does, when I do. I would have been right there. I would have been right there. Oh my yeah, goodness! I, I want to know how FedEx Cup points are more old school than money. We're like the FedEx cup points being traded among the Egyptians in the ancient near East or what? No, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still looking at Biden stroke average. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh also, man. 
Awesome. Well, that was the first time I got to see coach. It was the first time I got to see Mark since, uh, since last week. So we couldn't miss an opportunity and producer Jacob, uh, clipped that for, for oh. me. So we could, uh, we could start the week off with that. And if you like more competition, we we've got more, we've got bracket games. We want you to compete with us in a bracket challenge game. I'll be there. Mark will be there. Coach will be there. Kyle, Greg, see you. Everybody will be there and we want you as well. Join us at cbssports.com slash FC brackets and the winner gets a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus. And who enters just one bowl? You can create an entire group to compete against your friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or at cbssports.com slash FC brackets. All right, gentlemen, let's recalibrate for this week's Honda Classic PGA National, the final leg of our Florida swing. And, and maybe the, the most uh, noteworthy news that came out earlier this week, KP, is we've actually had a couple of, of COVID tests, uh, positive tests, excuse me. And, and we have been uh, discussing how great the PGA Tour uh, has been since coming back in the summer. But we had, um, let's see, Gary Woodland withdrawal, Scott Piercy withdrawal. Doc Redman withdrew, which three, I mean, three, I know three is a very small number, but um, these are numbers we haven't seen in a couple of, of months, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a small number, but it's a lot compared to, yeah, what we have had, we would see the, like the one off, um, you know, every two events or whatever. So it feels like three in a week is a lot. I think that, you know, there was a lot of people at the players championship last week. You can, you noticed it on TV. I think part of it is, you noticed it because everybody's at 17, right? And it just, mm-hmm. at times it felt a little, <laughs> it was like, whoa. That, and, and, part, and some of that's because like, we're not used to seeing it, right? We're not used to mm-hmm. seeing people on TV. So seeing anybody is kind of jarring, but it did feel like there were a lot of people out there. And I'm interested to see how kind of this last leg of, you know, golf battling for lack of a better term, COVID, how that goes. Cause we've got, we, we, it's not like, you know, because the vaccine is being rolled out that it's over, right? Like you, you still have to get to the finish line if there even is a finish line. So I don't know. I, you don't want to see it affect events. You certainly don't want to see people get it. Um, and, and I'm intrigued to see if it kind of pops up like it did at the travelers championship. Remember last summer, cause that was kind of the main in, like incident, so to speak that, the PGA tour has had to kind of, kind of battle. So I, I hope it doesn't go that way. I don't think that it will, but I do think it's in play. And and I think this week was kind of a reminder of that. The tra- was the travelers when Jay Monahan got on a plane and showed up in person and we were all like, Oh boy, yep. I'm, I'm scared mm-hmm. of this now. Okay. That, mm-hmm. that was right. You know, I, I think it is an interesting point coach that, that Kyle brings up here, which is now starting to see fans again. It's almost jarring again, right? It was, it was really weird when we didn't have any fans on the course and we've, I've personally almost gotten a little bit used to it. Now we're seeing more and more people out there. It's, it's almost weird to see, obviously uh, it it adds a layer of, of ambiance and momentum and all that. uh, But it it is still striking to see on television. I, I find myself falling on probably the side of the fence that, that less people are falling on. I live in California where right now you don't see a person without a mask yeah. on period end of story. And so I fly to Florida last night and even the store I walked into didn't, people were in there without masks on. And that was a little bit jarring to me because it's been a, a full year, but I also, as many know, I, I do golf, but I also do MMA a lot. And they just announced that the first full arena show is going to happen here in Jacksonville, near here in Jacksonville, with 15,000 people one month from right now, April 24th. And that was a little jarring to people yesterday. But at some point, we've got to realize that there's a lot more people involved here than just golfers, than just people that work for the PGA Tour. There's a lot of people that make a living off of all of these sports. And at some point, we have to get back to allowing everybody to earning a living. And that means the person parking cars, selling groceries, selling uh, refreshments at, at the events. So this is going to happen. I think we're going to go through a, a series of time where now with the 20% allowed back like this week at the Honda, you're going to start seeing some tests because people are just going to be connected, but it's just part of getting back to our real lives and it's going to happen. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. I apologize. I'm okay with that. 
<laughs> and Siri's chiming in as well. Oh on my that God. Apparently, apparently so. <laughs> apparently so. Uh, you know, I, I do want to kind of mine into that because Mark coach lays out a pretty interesting uh, scenario that we're in where we have state by state. We're in, we're in very different situations. And I'm thinking about the logistics of an organization like the PGA tour that not only have to uh, deal with their, their own athletes and everybody else associated, but kind of um, treat things differently across state lines and, and how that changes from a week to week basis. Remember these, these guys travel all over the place and they're going to be traveling. And it's just an added layer of logistics that are added to these, to these PGA tour events. Yeah, but they've proved they, they proved last summer and through the fall that they can do this without the players being affected that much. Because look, we went how many events there through the summertime and we didn't have very many COVID positive mm-hmm. tests. And maybe I'm an outlier, but I was on site last week and my first day on the course uh, was Wednesday. I did a little recce and it was obviously a little quieter. And then Thursday, I had the featured group in the afternoon. And I was surprised. There were less people than I thought were going to be there. And, and it's because golf is such an open game. Now, Carl brings up a good point about the amphitheater there around 16 and 17. But I'll tell you what, from all of my experiences, and I think I've done like six or seven players' championships on the ground there, it, it was it, it, it looked like 20% full because they jammed them in around that area there, left of 16, left of 17. And a lot of those holes, and I, th- I thought the same thing when I watched Bay Hill on television. Bay Hill sort of forces the fans to one side of the hole because there's always a water hazard or something on the other side. Mm-hmm. On television, it looks like there are more people than what there are. And there, if you watch 17 and 16, players are down the left and players are down the left and behind there. So it 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 was empty to me having previous experience but again, all the fans were jammed into one area. So it might have looked more than what it was on television. As for the rest of the golf course, man, there were holes like six and seven, um, eight to par three, uh, holes like perhaps um, certainly 12 on the back nine, 14. There weren't many folks until the final day where there was hardly a soul out there. And, and even with the featured group, I had like DJ and, and Bryson and um, Colin, Colin Marikawa on day one. It was, there were folks out there, but it wasn't crazy. And like I said, my experience of the whole thing was like, man, I was expecting more because I'd built my impression and mm-hmm. what I expected from watching Bay Hill on television. Um, the, the whole thing, and when you start to get, and you'll see more of the same thing, because all the Florida golf courses, and this is where fans have begun to come back, a, a hole in Florida is turned by a water hazard or a bunker because they don't have trees growing down really unless it's palmetto bushes and the like so again at at, at, uh, at pga national you're going to see fans on one side of the hole because there's a water on the other side of the hole like that and there are very few holes we'll get fans down two sides so again on television it'll look like it's more but take it from me i was out there i was surprised it, it there weren't as many as what i thought it would be i guess is the point i'm trying to make speaking of pga national that's that's the host of this week's honda classic and kp unfortunately i think they kind of got the short end of the straw here on the scheduling department you know this used to be the first end of the florida swing now it's the final leg we've had a wgc of players we've had the arnold palmer we've had riviera and we've got another wgc next week this is your natural resting spot we're seeing a lot of the top players taking the week off uh you know daniel berger kind of made known he's nursing this rib injury. So this field might, might get weaker, which is unfortunate because this is a really tough test that I'd like to see a lot of the big name players try to tackle. We got you on mute. I don't know if that's our fault or. This is my first time to do a podcast. My, uh, (laughs) I was looking at data golf's historical numbers on, uh, on PJ national. And think about the names you see on there. Tiger. Rory, Ricky, JT. Well, Ricky's playing this week, but all, all these guys that are that were that were top five players in the world, and now we don't see any of them. And I understand, like, the, look, the cadence is great event, good event, great event, off, great event, good event, great again, great event, off, and that's just it is. That's just what it is right now. Um, but it does stink because it's fun to see those guys taking on. Think about the five wood that, that Rory hit him 15 and what was it? 2012 or 2013, whatever it was that, that he uh, went to a playoff there. there. There's been, there's been some really cool moments there and yeah, you get a field that is just 
I mean, it's like four of the top 25, all seven. I was looking at this. All seven of the highest ranked players in this field are from different countries, which you never see. I thought that was super interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's an opportunity. Look, it's an opportunity for somebody to get into match play, to get into the get masters, into the to, to get into some of these events. But the event as a whole is just, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. It's not what you want to see the week after the players. You mentioned this being one of the final opportunities to get into the masters. You mentioned Ricky Fowler in the field and coach. I mean, I'm, I'm counting down the opportunities that he has left to, to, to drive down uh, Magnolia lane in April. And he's running out of opportunities. Ricky Fowler has had a great record here at the Honda classic. Obviously the game is in uh, pretty terrible shape. He hasn't had a top 10 since the American express last year. That was 25 starts ago. I mean, Ricky Fowler's running out of opportunities to make his 11th consecutive Masters appearance. And it's not going to happen. I mean, when you just watch him play, and he's been in a couple of uh, featured groups in the last month, and his game's not just off. He's just not very good right now. And when you're talking about what is his ranking right now, 70-something, and uh, it's it's tough to – 81. So it's tough to watch because every time we talk about Ricky Fowler, don't we start with the same thing? Such a good dude. Oh, he's so popular off the course. That's how we start every sentence. And then we go, but his game's just not very good. It's hard for us to watch one of our favorite players because we always did it with Jordan Speed for the last three and a half years, waiting for this moment to get back with him. I don't know with Ricky Fowler if we're going to see him get back. He never got to the point that Jordan Speed was at. He never got to the point that Justin Thomas is at. He was a good player who had some high finishes who had the one year where he finished top five in all the majors. And that was the height of his career. And sometimes we have to say, you know what? Maybe he's just not as good as we thought he was going to be. Not when is he going to win a major? Not he's guaranteed to win a major. He's the best player without a major. Maybe he's never going to win a major. Not everybody does. It's not a foregone conclusion. And I think right now, as he continues to play and I hate to say it, but I'm making a lot of money off of him right now. I may be losing off other guys, but I'm fading him every week, and I don't even look at that score. That's how confident I'm going to win, and I hate that. But that's where his game is right now. Uh, I think I've said this before. I think Colin Morikawa is who we thought Ricky would be, right? Like the that's a great great point. That's the kid from from California who's a great amateur great ball striker. And then he goes out and wins a major early. Ricky's 31 now, you know, he's not 41, but 31 is not, he's not JT's age, you know? And, and I'm curious, Rick, do you, like, if you had to bet on it right now, (laughs) you know, my 10 year bets, uh, do you, do you think that Ricky ever gets into the top, uh, 10 in the world again? No. I mean, he hasn't been in the top 10 since, I mean, 2018, he finished the year at 11th. Uh, so it's been okay. years, not just this last like 25 starts or whatever. Uh, but, and, and this is not necessarily knock against Ricky because the top 10 is absolutely stacked, right? I mean, he's got like, it's, it's just jam. I'd be, I'd probably move that number to like top 20, top 25. I mean, yeah, if he, if he won this week, I don't know what he would move to, but I, yeah, I would I would probably take the over and say no, he doesn't get back into the top 20. It's crazy. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting because there there's we've seen we've seen sort of two paths here, right? Like we've seen the somebody was the other day was comparing him to to me to Hunter Mayhan, right? He's he's oh, wow. fourth in the world. Then wow. he just sort of like fall like just okay, what happened to Hunter Mahan in his, in his mid to late thirties, right? Like what, I mean, he's playing, but he's not, he's not what he was in his late twenties. Is that the path or is it this? Um, I don't, I don't know. Spieth is a bad example because Spieth's a lot younger and a lot better, but is it this, okay, you, I was looking at Ryan Palmer today. So Ryan Palmer, I was looking at some of his master stuff. He's top 25 in the world in 2015, falls all, falls all the way down to 250 in the world. And now he's back up to number 24 in the world. So I, I, I do think that there's a, there's a, there's a path there and I'm, I'm, I'm just, the talent is there. I'm curious to see how it goes over the next five years. Um, as I look at it, first off, Ryan Palmer, his wife was battling cancer for a little while during that fall off. So, so you can sort of blame some off course things maybe for the, the lack of focus, the lack of playing and that sort of deal too there. But with Ricky and the Hunter Mayan comparison, that makes a lot of sense to me. 
um, because both guys were sort of chasing golf swing adjustments. And as soon as you get into that sort of a vein, and then you start struggling for form, and then you're trying to compete with the world's best, those top 20 folks you list, because that's where you expect it to belong. And the fans expect you to be there and you expect yourself to be there. Uh, that is a really tough place to be. And then you start missing a few cuts. Then you start trying to press the issue. Um, and then the thing that no one says is Ricky used to be the guy that would show up at events and play in feature groups with the fans around mm -hmm. and do media and all this sort of stuff. He doesn't do media pre-tournament anymore. He doesn't play in feature groups very much anymore. And so this is he's a in, whole he's, he's in every featured group still. Really? Oh yeah, everyone can't can't shake them. <laughs> well, forgive, well, forgive me for that, but it's just it's a tough place mentally to be as well. And and to add to this, with the deadline of the Masters qualification looming, this is just not a good golf course for a guy who's battling with form. This place will expose you. You talk about the players last week and the stadium course. This is. To me, one of the top three difficult golf courses on, on, on the on the rotation, on the tour. And every hole, it just asks you questions through the bag. And you've got crosswinds and you're just uncomfortable. Now, I know he's played here well before, he played well here before. But if you're coming in here with form that's leaking and confidence that's waning, you're really going to struggle. And I'm probably going to look like the Jordan Spieth call from Bay Hill a few weeks ago um, because these guys can do anything and they can capture lightning in a bottle week in, week out. I say that ad nauseum. But this is, this is just a different golf course, this. I, I think the one thing we need to really tell ourselves, because now with the the exposing of all the players and how much coverage there is in the PGA Tour lives, that sometimes we just have to be able to admit when a guy isn't where he uh, is ever going to be. I had Mark Wilson, who won this event in 2007, on my podcast earlier today, and he talked about what Mark just talked about. He said the crosswinds, you could have four different wins during a, a 18 holes of golf. He said it is so incredibly difficult to figure out what you want to pull out of the bag because the wind changes at this golf course so much. Well, if you're changing your swing and you don't know which way you're going to go and you're not hitting a fade and you don't know if you're going to hit a draw and you don't know what you're doing, then you could pull. it wouldn't surprise me if, if Ricky pulls out a, a 78, 79 Thursday, Friday. That's how bad he is playing right now. And also, I want to throw in this. We forget that every year, what is it, 25 new players come from the Corn Ferry Tour. Well, now we're talking about the three or four last years. That's basically 100 new players that are all really, really, really good. And now they're, I think they're, they're better younger than when Ricky came out 10 or, or 12 years ago. So all these players, I can list off 20 guys right now that are better than Ricky Fowler that have come out since 2018. Easily 20, maybe 30. And that's a problem when these guys are better than you. You speak about those crosswinds and just to dig into that a little bit more, you know, golf is about controlling the spin on your golf ball and the speed of your ball too, but spin more than anything else. And on the front side, just off the top of my head, there are four holes in a row that travel parallel to each other. So you go one direction in the opposite and one direction in the opposite. So if you've got an easterly wind, it's coming off your left, then your right, then your left, then your right. Wow. And if you're unsure of where this thing's going and it's spinning, if yeah. you're in a left to right wind and you've got one peeling right, it exacerbates the problem. Then if you turn back into another hole, like I'm thinking of holes, uh, the fifth hole, that mean par, no, it's six, that mean par six. four, the water down the left. You turn back into that easterly, and it's from the right, and you carve one up against this breeze, it'll stand that golf ball up so quickly. It'll go absolutely nowhere. So it, it really is a tough place to be. And and for someone who's sort of battling with some of the ball striking and then add you know acid to the injury here, he's not making many putts on top of the thing, so he can't scramble out good round right now. So, so right now, for me, I, I feel for a guy who um, – is expected to be in the Masters by everyone, expected to contend in the Masters by everyone, and he has the same ex expectations for himself. So it's a hard place to be mentally. Uh, one, people have no idea that he's not in the Masters. We're going to get to Masters week, and the the general golf fan is going to be like, "What? Where's like? Why did they keep Ricky out of the out of the Masters?" <laughs> we're we're going to yeah. see is we're going to see like a Mercedes Benz commercial, and that's the only time you're going to see him that week. <laughs> Yeah, we might get like a Justin Rhodes commercials that week as well. Um, 
Two, I hope to someday know as much about anything as Mark knows about crosswinds. <laughs> it's, it's it's unbelievable. I don't I don't know about I, I don't huh golf surely. Yeah, but I'm not breaking down crosswinds across like five holes at PGA National. That's unbelievable. <laughs> kind of my job. Aren't I, aren't I brought onto this show as the analyst? Yes, um, that's, what I'm, yes. that's what I'm saying. I'm certainly not the strokes gained expert. We figured that one out by now. If that's you ever a, if, if you ever see me breaking down crosswinds on this show, just hit the mute button. Please. Me too. Me it's too. a mute button. I, I I would not know what I'm doing for sure. <laughs> I, should, I should wear my golf nerd hat for the show, right? It's all right. It's a cool like, nerd. Uh, appears windy outside. That might cause some troubles. <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, gentlemen, we we got to get into our picks, our one and done, all that good stuff. But before we hit a break, Hunter Mayhan's official world golf ranking. Anybody want to take a crack? at it 421 he would that's love a great that. guess i would say well not a, okay that's not a, thousands is he he no, is, no. is he really? wow 1691 they only go to like 2100 yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. right he's just ahead wow. of uh, i was i was looking at jose maria olathabal's owgr ranking today He's just wow, ahead of him. You're deep in it. You are deep in it, my friend. It's hey, you it's know, Tuesday. You gotta you gotta figure it out. <laughs> you, you guys, you, you guys want to know where Hunter Mayhan is at? Two year, 2019 Pebble Beach. We're rolling up to do a PJ Tour live. Rolled up into the parking lot, and uh, John Rollins was there to caddy for Hunter Mayhan. So we're just talking to both of them, and, and then the next morning I look, and John Rollins is plus two. And I was like, I could have swore he was here to, to, to you remember this, Mark? I, <laughs> I was like, I'm not sure Hunter Mann was the player and John Rollins was the caddy. It just so happened somebody dropped out of the tournament. So Rollins got in. So Hunter Mann had to find another caddy yeah. literally the morning of the, the Pebble Beach AT&T. That's that, rough. It was rough. That's rough. That's that's okay, we'll end, we'll end on a positive for Hunter Mayhan. How many PGA Tour victories does Hunter Mayhan have? Oh, he's got Four. double digits, doesn't he? Kyle six. Porter, six. Okay, KP, do you know, can you, how many can you name? Uh, Canada. Well, Canada. He, won the, he won the match play, right? That's the yeah, one I was positive about. He won the match play. Yeah. Yep, 2012. He won uh, Deut- uh, Deutsche Bank or BM. He won one of the playoff events. Yeah, now it's called, it was called the Barclays. That's two, Worth, yeah. Okay. Uh, he gave up Canada for a baby. Byron Nelson, right, with like a lead, right, like a thirty-six or fifty-four hole lead yeah. or something. Brad Snell, yeah. Byron, that one. Do you win Byron no, Nelson? No, but you might be. I'll give you credit for Shell Houston because it's like close enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. That, that's all. I, I got nothing else. Twenty. Get No, no, no. Please go ahead. Uh, two thousand seven Travelers, two thousand ten Phoenix Open, twenty ten WGC Bridgestone were the other three that we missed. Oh, man. those are, man. those are good wins. Yeah. Those are good wins. Well, that's the thing. If I might put a capper on this real fast is that Hunter Mahan might not have been the can't miss kid, but he was freaking good. Yeah. And when we played, people would turn their heads and it just shows how fickle this game is and how fickle form is. Yes. Once you get on the slide, man, it is grisly to have to deal with and then you start questioning yourself you question your technique you question your you question your caddy your whole thing and then he also his wife i know wasn't well at all at, at all at one stage too and then you add personal issues in there it's it, it, it is it is just downright difficult i think that i think that highlights how impressive it is that somebody like Phil stays mm-hmm. in the top 50 for 20 years or mm-hmm. Rory stays in the top 20 for or 15 or whatever it is for like 11 years. I mean, that, that's a joke. Like that's, that's unbelievable. Like I, I almost feel like the mayhem stuff is more, not the norm. Like it's not the norm to drop out of the top 1000, but that up and down is more the norm. And what Rory does, what DJ does, what Phil does is, is just, it, it makes it even more absurd. Yeah. I only got to chat with you guys you know, once. And then uh, Saturday night, I think it was with Rick last week. And, one of my takeaways from that players was um, Justin Thomas was just incredible. I mean, the way he played was off the charts because that place wasn't as easy as what I think people were making it seem because all the early wave players got really benign conditions that were softer so you could get at it. In the afternoon, the golf course just turned hard. 
And that 64 shot was, was really, really good. Um, but Rory, we had him in feature groups coverage. I have never seen that individual play golf like that ever. And his dad was out there, and I'm sure his dad would have to think back to when Rory was a 11-year-old kid probably to go and shoot the scores that he did around there. He didn't look like he knew at all where the golf ball was going. And then normally you try and scramble through that stuff and maybe keep yourself alive and keep yourself in the event, and you ride your luck and you're up for a bounce or two. Then you get to the greens, and he was missing reads. He was missing putt speeds. I mean, there was one putty hit like eight feet beyond the hole, and I was like, what on earth is going on? But this is golf, and that guy's a generational talent. And it's just – it was a dose of realism for me, as it always is on the tour. And for everyone watching this, instead of going, what the heck's up with Rory, you should go, man, I feel for this Rory guy, even though he's got hundreds of millions in his account – he, he, he cannot go and practice in the dark. He's one of those guys like Jordan Spieth. He can't hide away. Unlike Tiger, can't just ride into the sunset. Tiger's going to have to guard like a supernova. These sorts of guys, you get exposed so fast. And, and, and I sort of feel for him, even though he's got a Hall of Fame career under his belt already. Uh, I'll bring this full... I'll bring this full circle KP here. Listen to this. You're going to love this. Hunter Mahan's match play victory. He beat Rory McIlroy in the fall wow. 20, in 2012. And Rory became the number one player in the world. The next week he went out and played Honda next week, won it, became the number one player. in the world. That's what Hunter Mahan beat in the finals. Wow. That was uh that was at dove mountain. I think, I think yeah. Kucher won it the year after that, but, um, yeah, I was going to say, I remember another 43 that Rory shot on the back nine of a, a, at a big tournament before, but that was kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of mean spirited. Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's, what's that, Mark? Where was that? Augusta National, uh, Augusta 2011. National. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He, he, he hit one left. <laughs> on 10 and it was all downhill from there. It was uh, all downhill from there. All right, gentlemen, let's do our... Super contest. Let's do our bets and one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Do you need help filling out your bracket? I know I certainly do. CBS Sports HQ has got you covered with nonstop coverage of every game from every region of the NCAA tournament. Leave it to the experts this year. We know you might be rusty after taking last year off stream. CBS Sports HQ all week long. Coach, we're going to bring up your betting card first, but before I, I walk you through it, just you're, you're going to be down there. You're going to have a lot of eyeballs on, on this event. Uh, we kind of talked through the field. We talked through the, through the conditions. What's your confidence level with your betting card this week? Uh, well, it, it, it has more of a <laughs> uh, Mark Immelman feel to it this week. Uh, not super confident. <laughs> However, when, when my, my handicapping matches up with uh the the numbers that are good i actually became more confident when i when i looked at because i always write down a list of names that i really like and then i i I take them over to how am i going to put them into picks for the week whether head to head or whatever so as you can see here and thanks to william hill for having no head to heads uh this week but i actually don't think i would have done any head to heads anyway because of how these names uh felt i love All all these names here so let well, me, let me, I'll, we'll go through a couple at a time here. I'm going to work okay. my way up from the bottom. You have a couple of group winners. You have Brandon Wu to win group D. I like that. You have yeah. uh, Matt Wallace to win group C. And then you have a couple of nationality bets. Well, let's get into these because one of them is your best bet. Uh, top South Korean. That's Benny on yeah. your top Australian Cam Davis, your top yeah. Englishman, Matt Wallace, and your top Great Britain and Irish player is Shane Lowry. Talk me through those. Yeah. guys. Uh, ben on uh, is a guy that Mark Wilson told me on my podcast to really keep an eye on despite his 11 on 17 last week of the players. Um, so I like him in this week because I'm fading Sun JM. He's Sun J, the defending champion, is getting so much love from DraftKings, from everybody putting him in. He plays Florida so good. I think he's going to stub his toe this week. So that's going to have 
been on uh, Step In. I almost made him my top Asian, too, because I have South Korea and Asian, uh, but I didn't want to double down on that. Brandon Wu finished eighth in Puerto Rico, so he's really trending uh, up. Uh, Cameron Davis finished eighth at this event last year. Uh, so I think that's a really good pick for a top Australia. And I just had to go a little bit outside the box with Matt Wallace. I think it's going to be a good week for him and a week for him to step up when a lot of the big names are, are not going to play. Well, when you get some of these windy conditions, these Euro guys, they love that yeah, stuff. And you, and you, it. and you went with, uh, not only Shane Lowry as your top, uh, great Britain or Irish yeah. player. You also took advantage of the boost and you got him at 30 to one to win this thing outright. Well, I did the boost for Mark because he always loves those boosts. Uh, I like to, you know, respect him a lot. Uh, but also, if you if you walked up to, to a, just an average golf fan and you said, name me one player that nobody's thinking about that finished top 10 last week, the players, it would be this guy. He finished eighth. Does anybody know that he finished eighth last week? I would dare say nobody knows that. And I think he's going to take this game right into PGA National and play very, very well this week. All right. And the other thing about Brandon Wu, which uh, producer Jacob will go to my card, friend of the pod. We'll go to my card next because I also have him and I have him as my best bet in a three ball over Dylan Fratelli and Matt Wallace, as much as I like Matt Wallace this week. But listen, you know, we, we talked, we talked about it earlier. The line between the corn Ferry tour and the PGA tour is as blurred as ever. Those guys did not come up from the corn Ferry tour last year. We saw what Zalatoris did when he got an opportunity, not saying Brandon Wu is Zalatoris, but I like this spot for him. Um, I'm much more bullish than, than you coach on Sung JM. I took him over uh, Lee Westwood and Russell Henley in a three ball. And then I went with Taylor Gooch, who I think is playing better than uh, maybe his box score might indicate in a three Mm -hmm. ball over Brendan Steele and Cam Davis. Now uh, coach, let me get your thoughts on this one because I went with uh, Keegan Bradley to win a little sprinkle there and a little sprinkle on Daniel Berger. And I don't feel great about either of them. You know, I picking outrights this week was like, I was staring at the board, shaking my head. And you shouldn't feel good about it. Because Daniel Berger uh, just had an MRI, even though he played good Sunday. He had an MRI on some ribs, so that would caution me. And Keegan Bradley can only play three rounds out of four this year. He can't finish. True. And so that's why I wouldn't like that one. But I actually love your son JM pick because Lee Westwood's going to miss the cut. And Russell Henley has just fallen off a cliff for some reason. So I think Sunjay could have a top 25 pick. I just don't think he's going to be bent on. That's all. And when you make a lot of these bets, you can't think, is your player going to win? You just have to think, can he beat the guys I'm betting him against? That's all. Uh, they don't call Ben on Bermuda Benny for nothing. He is still a very bad putter on Bermuda. I've literally, <laughs> literally never heard that. I was going to oh, say, yeah. I've never heard that. Come on. They call him that all the time on PGA Tour Live on the telegram. It's all over the place. Um, he's still very bad putting on Bermuda, but he is much better than the rest of his surfaces. Uh, Mr. Mark. <laughs> Sure. Let's pull let's pull up your betting card here. And as usual, it has plenty of our nationality bets and you have a Taylor Gooch sighting. So I'm I'm actually happy to see us wow. on the same side of this. You have Taylor Gooch to win Group B. What do you like about his game in particular? Uh, he's a hitter, man. That guy hits the golf ball solidly. You don't, uh, you, you don't stumble your way out of four years of golf in Stillwater, Oklahoma, because as Kyle can tell you, the wind pumps around that joint. And because of that, I like him in South Florida this week. Um, and he played nicely last week. He proved he can play hard golf courses. And he's the kind of guy that sort of doesn't really give a rip. You know, he, he, he gets up, he hits the thing, he goes and hits it again, finds it. it. It's it's a real uncluttered approach to the game. So I can't recall who was in this group. I will admit that I'm low on confidence as it pertains to this betting right now because I've sucked the last few weeks. And also that I filled out this betting card while you guys were chatting before we went live. So this is a lot of, you know, there wasn't much thought that went into this, but his name to coach's observation jumped out to me. Um, I'm probably a week late on the Lee Westwood call, and I'm a complete dimwit for not using him last week um, around that golf course. Uh, Jaco Neiman, a lot of these guys, if you look at them, uh, these, these are guys that hit irons well, that hit the ball lowish. Uh, Neiman hits the thing head high, basically. Dylan Fratelli's the same deal. He was solid for a little while last week. And Kevin Strillman's a good golfer who, Good, good striker who plays well in Florida is one in Innisbrook. So, I mean, I just look for guys who can play in the wind. There wasn't much thought here. I, I wish I sort of knew what I was doing, but this was just random guessing. And what's <laughs> pee me off is that because I didn't really think about this very much, it's probably going to do better than 
the enough <laughs> bring up the last few three, four weeks, whatever it was. That, that's how it goes. Do you think, uh, Mark, do you think Fercelli is good enough to win a major? I, you know, that's a, that's a really difficult question because he is, I mean, he, he was a, he was highly decorated as an amateur, but winning a major is so many things have got to go your way. Does he have the chops? Sure. Um, he's a, he's a surprisingly good striker. He's picked up some power off the tee. I mean, when I talked with him, when was it earlier this year, he had gained like 20 yards off the tee. Um, and he's reliable. He's a really good ball striker, but to win a major things have to go your way. They really do. Um, but you don't be surprised if you don't catch him like it's, uh, Kiowa Island this year. I, I think on that sort of golf course, he could thrive because he's long enough. And, and like I say, he hits a pretty piercing ball flight. How do you gain 20 yards so quickly? Do you just put on two pairs of Faldo shoes or how does that work exactly? <laughs> He's got bananas in the gym. Really, he hasn't, he hasn't beefed up like Bryson has, but he picked up a lot of mass and was doing a lot of explosive sort of work, lots of deadlifts um, and that sort of thing. And, and he's a strong dude. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you that. doesn't look it on TV, but he's, he's strongly built. Uh, based on Instagram, the guy's always in the gym. So I, I, I believe that. Uh, so to round out Mark's card, just to get a summary here. So Lee Westwood was top European. Dylan Fratelli as top South African. Kevin Streelman over Keegan Bradley and Doug Gim in a three ball. And his best bet, Joaquin Neiman as the top rest of the world player at six to one. KP, you are up next, my friends. And you are showing plenty of restraint over the uh, past couple of weeks. And oh, this is interesting. I think we've got a, a little trifecta on Brandon Wu here. You've got Brandon Wu over Dylan Fratelli and it says Wu, but that's not right. That's a that's a typo somewhere unless he's playing against himself as well. And then that'd be an interesting bet. That would be an interesting bet to beat yourself. How do you beat yourself? In golf, it happens a lot. Well, it's, 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 a yeah. push. it's a push. It's a push. So we'll figure out who that other three ball is. But you have Wu and Chris Kirk as your three ball, uh, your three ball winners here. Yeah. I Brandon Wu's finish, I think he's finished in the top 10 in uh, three or four of his last five events on corn Ferry and PGA tour. And you guys brought it. I just, I, I like guys who there's a little bit of unknown in terms of the ceiling there. I mean, he, he might, he might end up being, you know, a couple of years from now, we might look back and say, wow, Brandon was a top 20 player in the world. I, I don't know. And I kind of like guys like that, especially uh, when they're, when they have longer odds in, in a, in a three ball like that. So I didn't realize that Chris Kirk shot 79 on Sunday until I, yes. until I had, until I wrote down that one, but he's been, it, it, it's not just like a, Hey, I'm looking at the first three rounds of the players championship. He's been pretty good all year. If you look at guys in this field and kind of look at what they've done in 2021, he's among the top four or five guys in terms of, uh, in terms of ball striking. It's, it's him. It's Berger, it's Neiman. So he he's up there. Um, so I do like him, even though I, I like him because Scott is probably a bigger name and I think he's getting a, a pretty good number there. And then the Sungjae bed is kind of fading. I mean, Westwood said it on Sunday. He's He kind of said, I ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. That does not bode well for PJ National. Um, I, I just... And maybe he plays great. I hope he does. It's been a blast to watch, but I just, I don't know. I'm more worried about Henley there than I am uh, Westwood with, with yeah. Sanjay. And then that's, the last three. That's your, that's your best bet. Sorry, your last three. Yep, yep. And then the last three, those are just guys that I uh, that I like to play well this week. You mentioned Taylor Gooch. I mentioned Chris Kirk. Uh, Brendan Steele, top five here last year and top 10 in this field this year in, in ball striking. Mm-hmm. You know, along those Westwood lines, Kyle, um, I'm thinking about this more. And I had said I was probably a week late with him. He went and played Augusta National with his son Monday. And yes. we all know what a hilly walk that is. Yes. For a guy who was talking about his legs feeling heavy and he was tired after two weeks in contention. Uh, I'm wondering if he's got those thermal leggings and stuff on him. <laughs> I don't recover. The, <laughs> the good news is, is that the, 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 the PGA National is very flat. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know why he's like, he should be getting ready for Augusta. Like I, I, he, he plays well here. Like he's had success here. He's, he's, he's got a couple top tens, I think. Um, and he's in the match. Play. He's just, he's going to be playing a ton of golf leading into the masters and he plays great at Augusta. Everything for him right now should be pointed toward, okay, how, how can I prepare myself to try and win a major with how, with how well he's striking the ball? 
Yeah, but to that, the one thing uh, I've always believed you strike while the iron's hot. And it's like surfing. You, yeah. arrive, you ride until the wave dumps you, and it's going mm. to. So you stay up and you enjoy the wave. The one thing he did that in his post-round comments that he said that just resonated with me, he's like, he just talked about his legs and he's, and then he described how when the stuff was misfiring and he didn't feel it so well, then he was unsure of the direction of the ball. So I heard, I was reading between the lines there, hearing a guy going, I know exactly how my golf swing's working. I'm completely on board with all of the fundamentals. Stuff is working for me right now. So it's an easy fix. So right now, it sounds like he's in this lane that he's got. And so he's trying to ride that thing as much and as, as efficiently as he can. Can't blame him for that. Those final three that Kyle mentioned, Gooch, Kirk, Steele, all top 20 bets to round out his card. The Sung JM three ball is his best bet. One and done, gentlemen. Let's work our way up from the bottom. Coach, you have Colin Morikawa getting a $53,000 last week. Of course, that is not the prize you wanted. The consolation <laughs> prize is you are now over $2 million and you get another crack at it this week. Oh, oh, look at this. A graphic for producer Jacob. That's a hey, very you could have taken uh, uh, the top. Hey, listen, like you could have taken Jimmy Johnson, Jetty's caddy, and gotten more than you got with Morikawa. Wow. We wow. Do that. Wow. Uh, if That's anybody true. can appreciate a zinger, it would be me. <laughs> Except for today, KP. <laughs> Except for today. Uh, uh, my, uh, I, it, 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 this one's going to sting for a while. I'm not, I'm not even going to try to act like it doesn't because I'd be at 4.7 million right now. I'd be right on, on Mark's behind so that's okay that's okay i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of other tournaments this year with 2.7 million as first place um <laughs> so next week. But, but here's the here's the thing this is why this is why this is so like the morikawa pick even like it's still a great pick like the outcome does not determine whether or not it was a good pick right like and, and i get and the clip is funny and whatever but it, it, I think we just turn, it's so easy to turn betting and one and dones into an outcome based, uh, right. like, like decision. And that's you, 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 the, the, the decision is good. If you, if the statistics point to it going into it. Right. Yeah. And they did. And they did. So thank you for that. KP, uh, this week, I'm going to go with a guy. I've, I've decided that if I'm going to pick a winner for us, why wouldn't I pick him in my one and done if I'm able to take him? Cause if I feel strong enough, about him to pick a winner for the show. Why well, want to pick him, pick him in a one and done. So uh, under those um, thought processes, I'm going to go with Shane Lowry as my one and done this week. And I think he's going to have a, a really strong week. I do. Shane I like Lowry for coach with his one and done producer Jacobs at 2.6 million. We'll get his pick uh, on the spreadsheet here. Oh, he's on a pretty good run. Hatton Fitzpatrick got a couple hundred thousand. KP, you're up next. You're at 3.3 million and you are, you had Patrick Cantlay last week. That what we talked about that. That's a tough pill to swallow, but you're on a decent stretch here. You know, over your yeah. last, I don't know, seven starts, you've gotten 1.1 million. You you're, you're in a pretty good run despite that Cantlay yeah. debacle. The Cantlay hurt. I just, I was, <laughs> I was so confident about him <laughs> and it did not go well. Uh, I think I'm probably going to go Sungjae here. I don't, I, you know, it, it's a field where there's just, there's only four top 25 guys. I don't know that I love him anywhere else the rest of the year. So I think this is, this is probably going to be the spot that I use him. And you do have him available, which is always a good sign. You can use, <laughs> which always, which always that, needs to be rare. checked. That's rare. Yeah. I know. Uh, Greg is at 4.8 million. He had Scotty Scheffler last week, Francesco Molinari the week before. So that's two zeros in a row. He needs to find a rebound or he'll be uh, moving down the board here shortly. Mr. Mark, uh, 5.3 million. You had Tommy Fleetwood at the players that resulted like many of your peers in a zero. Uh, who do you think you like this week for the Honda classic? Who I like is vibing. I like straight vibing. <laughs> I do. Uh, who I'm considering giving the insider info you guys have got is Jacko Neiman. So I'm vacillating right now. I'll wait for a little uh, info and I'll be, uh, as Rosie would say, Tim Rosaford, who they actually named the media center after. I saw that. Awesome. awesome. As, as, as Rody, Rosie would say, I'm going to hit the phones and, uh, and find out what's going on. We'll get a little more insider info. I thought I'll make you picked uh, Neiman at the yeah. at the Sony. 
You did. did I'll make it real easy for you. You can't uh, use no. Joaquin Newman. Well, then, we, then we're in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at the list. Um, I, I'd, I'd earmarked Daniel for this thing f- from when I started. And I'm hopeful that the MRI is good and he's okay. I mean, the guy played well last week with a with a bad rib, so maybe two weeks in a row. Yes, you got um five. You got five hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars from Joaquin Neiman at the Sony Open, so you did All you right. did great there. Uh, now we'll go to me. Six point four million. It is so oh. annoying how smirky you are today. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even get to do this. It. Yeah, Rick's never clearly. Rick is, Rick is never like this, and so it's even funnier when he is. Oh, my God. It's just, I'm just oh. pulling my hair out. If I had hey. any hair to pull out, I would pull hey. it out. Hey, Coach, by yes. the looks looking things off the big win last week, you got a new clothing sponsor, too. There's a Puma on the, Puma on the chest. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, he, he called Ricky. Apparently, Ricky no longer is with Puma, and wow. so they needed to bring a new guy in. They the real Rick. The real Rick. Yeah. The real Rick. <laughs> I, I'm just here presenting the facts. The facts are I got oh $2.7 God. million dollars from Justin Thomas last week. And as much as I would love to have run out Daniel Berger this week, I would have loved to have run out uh, Sungjae Im this week. I've used both of them. So I'm going with Joaquin Neiman because I saw that Jacob can't use Neiman. Mark can't use Neiman. I think Greg has used him as well. He has. So I'm going to take this opportunity to grab a guy who is one of the the biggest or the shortest favorites in the field and see if I can uh, run up a little bit of a gap here. That's the route I'm going to go. I'm telling you right now that if you win two weeks in a row, <laughs> I will not be on the show hey, next week. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, 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 this is what you, you know, you get these guys that are uncomfortable with the lead and then they play their way into the lead and all of a sudden they look back and then they start playing a little defense. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think there's uh, a little defense on the go. Yeah, I've, uh, Mark, Mark, he, he can't handle us. He can't handle us chasing him. He can't handle somebody chasing him. <laughs> I've made the turn and I found I found a leaderboard for the first time and now I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> and he's referencing it all of the time too. He's like, yeah, I, I, I pulled out my phone, took a picture of this of the leaderboard, so I had it uh, just in case things go sour, go sour from here. Um, quick reminder that our expert picks will be tweeted out. That's our sleepers, our top tens, our pick to win. Our betting cards will be tweeted out. We'll probably tweet out. Um, I think Jacob's been tweeting out the the one and done stuff as well. Gentlemen, Honda Classic, final leg of the Florida Swing. Anything else before we get out of here? Yes, I do have one more thing. And I I, I saw, I think it was Mark uh, put it in one of our group texts that we should be playing the WGC Top 64 match play next week. And I really think that we should. We should talk about it here on the show. But also one of the four of us is hosting the selection show for the Dell match play on Monday. So that would, that would be good. Thank you. Mark. Uh, Thank that, you. that would be, that would be one of us is on the show for live. Oh, wow. So we got this whole thing be working. How about that? How about they bring in the heavy hitters? Uh, no, are, are you on the call for the, the, for the event for live? No, no, no. I'm just doing the selection uh, show. No, so no. so we'll, I'm going to do beginning of the week. You're going to do the end of the week. How about that? Mm, cool. But if, if we really want to see how much we know, about the players right now, then we all should throw a little bit in the kitty and the Joshi brothers should. I'm, yeah. I'm in it. I'm in. Who, else, who else is I, with me? All in. Yes. I, that is uh, the match place the best. Mark's in. What am I, what am I in on? <laughs> Whatever we come up with. <laughs> am I talking to myself? I mean, well, like a bracket, like a bracket to... challenge. Okay. Bracket yeah. challenge. For, I for didn't the, know if there was match play. I didn't know if there was wine involved. I, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Probably. Cold hard cash. Cold hard uh, cash. One of us has a nerf gun battle to get to. So uh, if we could. Yeah. All right. Here's what we'll do. We'll wrap this up. That selection <laughs> show is 10 a.m. Central time. So that's got to be yep. 11 a.m. Eastern yep. time on Monday. We'll Correct. get the draws. We'll get the pods. We'll get all that good stuff. And we'll be back to cover it all. But for now, thank you to producer Jacob. Thank you to the coach. You can find on Twitter at the coach rules. Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. KP, the Nerf King at Kyle Porter, CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.